0: Welcome to the Pop Culture Bicycle Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Pop Culture Bicycle Podcast, where we ride you on our handlebars through the very best and sometimes the worst parts of pop culture media. I am your lovingly yet stern host, Jake, and alongside me is my co-host Luke.
0: The, the lovingly
1: yet submissive, right? That's that's why you're the co-host and not, not the host. <laughs> Alright, first and foremost, you guys might remember that I denied that there's going to be a second season of Squid Game. I'm so glad you brought this up. (laughs) With Luke saying that it's confirmed. Well, I am here to say that Luke was indeed correct for once.
0: And I am going to be gracious and say, I told you so, nana nana boo boo. And
1: you're going to be submissive and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So... Our first set of news is Disney Plus Day, or whatever they they're calling it now. They announce a bunch of new shows, some live action, some animated. A lot animated. The first show that I think a lot of people are are excited for is called X Men '97, which is a continuation of the animated X Men. Oh, from series. '97. Well, it got canceled in 97.
0: Oh, did it? Yeah. Because I watched it as a kid. I'm pretty sure... Well, it was probably like syndicated by then or whatever, like showing reruns, but pretty sure I was around that age. I'm seven years old in 97, so yeah. that makes sense. But it, are they? is it like the same animation? Because... I think so, yeah. That's cool. All right, yeah. See, I don't know. I I didn't watch this. So this yeah. is all news to me, too, and I'm down for that. I do not fucking watch
1: either. <laughs> <laughs> I just fucking read about it. Um, And they announced What If Season 2. I still haven't watched What If Season 1 yet. It was super popular, so why wouldn't they have a Season 2 of it? Right. And they announced uh, Spider-Man Freshman Year, which is an animated show, which takes place in the Tom Holland Spider-Man's first years as Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, I I I got really confused by an article because it was like, uh, Tom Holland out as Spider-Man already, and then it was about (laughs) the animated series, and I was like,
1: well, of course. Yeah, he... He didn't even voice his Peter Parker slash Spider-Man in the What If series. No? No, but someone, I forgot who it was, but whoever voiced him in the What If series is like a really good Tom Holland impersonator. It, pretty, yeah, it was Holland Tom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was ham Tolland. Ham-Taland. And they announced WandaVision's spinoff called Agatha House of Harkness. Her name is Agatha Harkness, which is oh, okay. spoiler alert for WandaVision. Have you watched it? I haven't. Well, spoiler alert, the neighbor turns out to be a, a witch like like Wanda, like what? Scarlet Witch. It was, it was revealed to be Agatha Harkness, uh, which in the comics, she's like a mentor to Wanda, but here she's like evil and want to take Wanda's powers. Hmm. Didn't,
0: like, I know you watched that show, but didn't that show not do that well? WandaVision? Yeah. No. It I was... thought it got like, like the first episode was really good and then like, three episodes in you're like eh this is weird
1: and then it got good again maybe I don't know no, maybe was, I'm thinking of another series well you probably are referring to what I was saying about it um like the first three episodes was like sitcom oh yeah so there's yeah, like yeah. a laugh track like I Love Lucy maybe that you know, was what I was that. thinking of like you're right I'm getting sick of this fucking fake laugh track and then in the fourth episode they got rid of it and it became more serious And I need a fake laugh track just
0: kept getting better Everything I'd say would be hilarious. And then um, when I walk into the room, it's always those clappings and woo! And everyone's like, fuck, it's fucking Luke it's again it's- with this fucking clapping and this laugh track. And then I have my catchphrase like, I'm all that! Or whatever. <laughs> I'm Luke! <laughs> what else you got Up on the Disney plus
1: days? There's already an announcement for a Hawkeye spinoff show about a character that's going to be going to be introduced in the Hawkeye TV series. And the show's going to be called Echo. It's about a girl named Maya Lopez. And in the comics, her father was killed by the Kingpin and then adopted by Kingpin as a last wish from her father. Um, Which is weird. Like, you killed me? Take take, take care of my daughter. (laughs) He's got a gun to your head or whatever. And he's like, take care of my daughter. And in the comics, her abilities are that she's an Olympic-level athlete, concert-level pianist. Hmm. (laughs) What a great fucking comic book Skill.
0: She's like on the the rings or the like the whatever the horse and playing piano at the same time. Right. It'd be freaking sweet. And uh, that's that's the show. That's the whole show is just her routines.
1: Yeah. And she's a strong martial artist, a highly skilled acrobat, a gifted ballerina, and has photographic reflexes. You say photographic reflexes? Well, Don't know what that means, but neither. okay. <laughs> Uh, she's just really quick with the camera.
0: Yes. <laughs> she's like those, uh, um, like people who film, like, skateboarding or snowboarding down hills while they're also on the snowboard, yeah. and they're actually better than the snowboarder because yeah. they're not looking where they're going. Yeah, that shit's fucking wild. Yeah. Like, that's her. That's her photographic reflexes.
1: Not to get off track, but if someone's on a skateboard recording someone else on a skateboard, that's one thing, but if you're going down a steep-ass hill on skis or a snowboard recording someone on skis or snowboard yeah going backwards. That's a fucking skill. There's
0: a uh yeah, last little bit on skateboard <laughs> photographers and videographers, but there's a there's a cameraman who films a lot of vert skating and he's like like riding vert as he's filming the skater and I'm like I kinda just want to see him do it because <laughs>
1: it's a lot more impressive. This show was announced a while ago but we got our first footage of it. Like a first trailer, I guess, but it was like 10 seconds long. Uh, It was for Moon Knight. Okay. That was that uh, graphic novel series you wanted to read, right? Yeah. It stars Oscar Isaac talking in quite an accent. What what kind of accent? I don't know. (laughs) British? Vague? Egyptian? I don't know. vaguely European. And he's beating the shit out of someone. You, you don't see who because it's from behind. Oh, okay. But you're just fucking beating the shit out of someone. And, uh, the final shot is him, like, leaping, like, a 50 foot gap okay. between buildings. It should do a, uh, a-
0: Marvel DC crossover where it's just him beating the shit out of a guy and then the new Batman beating the shit out of yeah, a guy. He, he's like, move over and <laughs> it's start, like this.
1: Yeah, starts beating the shit out of the same guy. You gotta be vengeance. And uh, they re announced a Groot animated series, which uh, I don't think is for us.
0: It's called I Am Groot, right? Yeah, yeah pretty sure that's for kids. Yeah. But hey, I'll probably
1: watch it. <laughs> hey, as long as. Weirdo Vin Diesel's still voicing.
0: I love how, like, whoever gets the role to voice Groot doesn't have to learn lines. It's the greatest
1: frickin' role in Hollywood. And they can just reuse the lines that Vin Diesel It's like
0: stingers. It is
1: reportedly announced that Barry Keoghan, he's from um The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Okay. He... He's from the new Eternals movie. Okay, and Dunkirk, oh, among I've other things. That' what I've seen. He is reportedly announced to be playing the Joker in the Batman. Really, not, not like the Batman Two, but the upcoming the Batman.
0: Wait, they is this a separate story? They announced this at Disney.
1: Yeah, the, the, this is
0: DC now. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. I, I was just yeah. throwing off track. I was like, "Why are they announcing it at Disney?" <laughs> mm-hmm. It's very confused. Uh, so, the Joker is going to be in that movie,
1: probably.
0: Or- maybe at the end to uh, set up a sequel, maybe. Probably, because like it seems like it's all about the Riddler. Unless he just takes care of the Riddler, like in the first thirty minutes. It's Orrith, like, who's
1: next? Or it's revealed that like Joker was the mastermind behind everything all along, which th- that's what they did in the Batman Arkham Origins video game. Yeah, 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 yeah I played that. It was uh, the whole time you thought it was Black Mask, and then mm-hmm. at the end he's like, oh, I'm Joker. I know those games are just like,
0: uh, let's just beat up people, but I like those games.
1: Yeah, I, I... Like, the Arkham Knight was pretty controversial because it was mostly, like, Batmobile fights. Yeah. And there was a shit ton of fucking Riddler trophies and shit.
0: I think it was Arkham... City? Is that the, the second one? Yeah, that's the second one. That was the, like, I've, I, only Arkham game, but, like, I beat that 100%. I definitely didn't beat it 100%. All the Riddler, <laughs> I even, like, had the Catwoman DLC and beat all that. It's good. I like those games a lot.
1: Yeah. Arkham Knight was fucking groundbreaking in terms of, like, the combat system and shit, and Arkham City was peak Arkham games, and Arkham Knight was okay, but no. Wasn't word- there Arkham Asylum, too? That's what I said. Oh, Arkham Asylum was the first one.
0: Oh, I thought you said Arkham Knight was the first one. My bad.
1: I might have. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, there was Arkham Origins between Knight and City. Yes. And I think there was like one for like the PSP or oh, I'm sure there was whatever the fuck place
0: like the uh yeah PlayStation handheld bullshit that didn't last long, or it was like Nintendo 3DS because they just like make these weird knockoffs and then call it the same thing and then put it on the game boy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's like Liberty city stories. Yeah.
0: Like grand theft auto three looked like grand theft auto one from PlayStation one on the game boy. It was All like top down yeah. bird, bird's view. <laughs> now
1: we continue the story.
0: Well, speaking of Disney. Uh, I don't know if it was at the same event, but Disney recently came out with their, uh, their confirmation. And a little preview, so grab your pumpkin spice, get a throw blanket, and go. Yeah, switch. Ooh, Hocus Pocus Two
1: is confirmed. They old AF.
0: They they are old. Uh, yeah. There's I seen a picture, and like Bette Midler kind of looks the same because she's always looked sixty for however long she's been alive. Yeah, and like Sarah Jessica Parker still looks all right. Obviously not as good. But she doesn't look like she's aging terribly. Yeah, it's it's set to release in fall 2022 cuz Halloween, of course. Makes sense. Uh they say original cast, but it's really just the three witches that are original.
1: I I feel like they could get Doug Jones back as uh that zombie. Oh, they do have Doug Jones. Yeah, cuz he I I think he's still pretty cheap to get, so.
0: Yeah, for <laughs> sure. I that's in my notes. Uh He's back, but it's uh, what I was thinking is like the uh, the kids. Yeah, I did not see in the cast credits, so I don't think those are back because the the plot or the little synopsis is uh, the sequel has three women accidentally bring back Sanderson sisters to modern day Salem. They must then figure out how to stop the child hungry witches from wreaking havoc on the world, which is literally the plot of the last
1: one. <laughs> Hey, if it, if it ain't broke. If it ain't broke. Uh, so there's going to be three, what did what I three females? Yeah, three young women. So they're going to Ghostbusters 2016? It,
0: that's what I thought too. And I was like, hmm. But I mean, yeah, Doug Jones is back, Tony Hale. I don't know if you know him. He's from like Arrested Development and a bunch of other stuff. You would know him. He's one of those actors like you never know the name of, but you recognize him if you see him. looking him up. Do it. But yeah, that that was, and I guess um, the three casts of uh, Bette Midler and all them have been like given.
1: Oh yeah, fans. Tony Hale.
0: Yeah, see, he's gonna be in it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know his role in it. Mayor Trask. He's the mayor. There Sounds you go. Evil. See, I didn't even realize that Doug Jones was the zombie in the first one. I just know him from like Hellboy and Pan's Labyrinth and stuff yeah.
1: like that. But uh, Shape of Water. Yes, he is like the guy. If if you need like a really skinny and tall creature
0: yeah yeah i was like i was looking at the cast list i'm like wow he looks familiar and then like i was looking at his credits i'm like oh he's that guy in that and that guy in that and they're all like the same guy just a t- t- skull tall skinny creature a skull skinny teacher
1: oh no way hannah Waddingham is in it she plays the owner of the football club in ted lasso oh, okay i haven't he's watched Ted Lasso, amazing. so well you're fucking missing out so are you eli I've told you to watch it a million times. Don't recognize anybody else. Ooh, we're going to have flashbacks. going to be a young Sarah Sanderson, Winifred, Mary.
0: You think they're going to do the, the whole CGI face? Or are they just going to do like flashbacks to the original movie?
1: No, there's three... Oh, like a
0: backstory type of yeah. thing. Yeah, three there's... separate actresses?
1: Yeah, three little, little kids. Hmm. You must the... have just
0: got up like a blown up cast list because I didn't have that many on my cast list when I looked it up. Well, did you click full cast and I crew? Did. I wasn't on IMDb or anything. Well, but that's your fault. That's probably my fault.
1: Jay Silva is town person uncredited. Nice. I hey,
0: here's looking at you, Jay Silva. <laughs> Moving on from Disney to Staten Island.
1: Ooh, Pete Davidson. D-
0: yes, <laughs> but also no. Are you down with ODB?
1: Yeah, you know me. There
0: it is. Uh, So in a recent interview with Mike, which I'm not sure is a magazine, but it's M-I-C. Never heard of it. I just don't like the fact that he's like, oh, if I was talking to Mike, like, oh, Mike who? Uh, The RZA. Yeah. Has revealed that he's been in the works on an ODB biopic, which could be cool. Did you watch uh, Wu-Tang the American Saga? Uh,
1: I think we watched most of the first season, but kind of fell off.
0: Same. Same, uh, in the interview he said this documentary or the documentary was
1: a uh, documentary. Documentary. We are professionals oh. here.
0: Uh, was to capture the story as best as as best we can in the reality of it, and then the TV series was to dramatize it. He said, "Uh, the third tier of the plan, which I'm in the practice. Cry, Be cool if I had a podcast and knew how to talk, right?" <laughs> Uh The third tier of the plan, which I'm in progress of, is an ODB biopic. Uh, like the five-year Wu Tang plan, this was a five-year media plan that I'm concocted. I've meditated on, and I'm striving to live out. So far, it's working well. Wait, did you
1: say Wu Tang plan? Probably. I can't talk. Five-year Wu Tang plan. Did I say that? Is that is that is that what RZA said? Because if so, that's pretty fucking clever. Yeah, it's actually written Wu Tang plan.
0: But what? I have no like details on who's to play ODB, but like I know that ODB's son was on tour like with Wu Tang and he'd like do all his dad's parts. I don't know if he wants to get into acting, but like Is his name YDB? Yes. Is it really? No. <laughs> I have no idea what his name is. I can't remember, but um like I don't know. That's a it's going to be a really hard role to fill like I don't even have any actors in mind that could probably do that of course I don't feel like the kids that did maybe Jack the kid, Black. Jack Black could do that except for he'd probably get canceled <laughs> um but the the actors that were in the American saga I don't feel like we're big-time actors before that no. so maybe and maybe they're, they're gonna use the kid that played ODB in the American saga to do the biopic I don't know Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I'll watch it for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's
1: hopefully it's, not, well, I'm, I'm sure it will be, but hopefully it's not a cash grab and, like, I feel, does the, the, does justice to ODB. Yeah.
0: Oh, did you ever hear about that, um, the, so there was that piece of shit guy that, uh, I can't remember his name, but he, like, jacked, bought the rights to a certain diabetes drug and then, like, jacked the prices up oh, crazy. Insulin? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was insulin or another I don't know if it was insulin, but yeah. I don't know much of the story about him, but there was like an unreleased Wu Tang album and he bought it, it was like eighty thousand dollars or something like that. I remember that. And then like he wasn't allowed to like release the music, but he could have people come over and listen to it yeah, or whatever.
1: Th- this was from like like ten years ago or something. Uh, yeah, some it was shit. a while ago, yeah.
0: but recently uh this is I didn't have this ready to talk about it, it's just popping my head. Uh apparently he I don't want to get the story wrong, but I feel like he got in trouble for some kind of business unethical shit. Good. But uh apparently that album was found. And I heard that they're going to release the music on it.
1: Ooh. So I'm kind
0: of interested in hearing that. And then, yeah, in other news, I don't, I have a, like about four other stories that I was like, oh, that's cool, but it's not like a ton of info on.
1: Just run through them.
0: But uh, first one being Colin Jost. Yeah. Uh, recently made SNL history become the longest consecutive Weekend Update host, nice. which uh, Weekend Update is the only thing I watch from SNL. Yeah. But, it's the best part of it. Yeah. By, a long shot. So there is a there is an animated series called Harper House that was canceled after one season, and it's because I'm Paramount Plus. Nobody oh, has Paramount Plus. That makes sense. Uh, so no,
1: there, there is a, a Halo TV series, live action Halo TV series coming to Paramount Plus. Really? So that might be what gets people looking at Paramount Plus. At I least I forgot
0: Paramount Plus existed. Yeah, me too. There's
1: so many fucking streaming services. It's like,
0: yeah, every. Like every, whatever, produ- production company or whatever yeah, it has.
1: Every studio. Yeah,
0: studio, that's what I meant. Mel Gibson is working on another lethal weapon.
1: Saw that yesterday.
0: So I, I was like,
1: this is going to be bad.
0: Yeah, this did have some, a little bit more information, but it was kind of boring. The only thing I wanted to like, kind of say about it is, like, if he writes the script any way that he described how him working on the script happened, it's going to be bad, so, like, apparently, the original writer and producer and all that was working on the third script, and then I, I guess he was, like, becoming ill, you know? And he literally made it sound like the a cheesy after-school special. He's like, when I'm gone, kid, you'll have to work on this. And, that's, and then that's what happened.
1: This is for the, for the new?
0: Lethal Weapon <laughs> movie, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, oh, Mel Gibson. <laughs> Only only role I've liked Mel Gibson in, besides like the first Lethal Weapon movies. Signs. Not even that. There is a, a movie called Boss Level where he played the bad guy oh, in yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He did a good job. I liked I liked that movie a
1: lot. Did you watch the uh, movie that he was in where he played Santa, Santa Claus? No. Called Fat Man? No, I didn't watch that one. Decent movie. Is it? Yeah. He someone uh, hires this. Assassin. Oh, this rich kid mm-hmm. uh, gets coal for Christmas, so he hires this assassin to uh, go to the North Pole and kill Santa Claus. And is Mel Gibson the assassin? No, he's Santa, oh, Claus. He is Santa Claus. Yeah, he plays like this badass version of of Santa Claus, which you'd think would be super cheesy and terrible, but it's not bad. All right. Well, Christmas is
0: coming up, so yeah. I know what which one I'm gonna watch next. And then, yeah. And then this this story I just thought was funny. Um, Disneyland Resort in Paris had to stop a show because Donald Duck got stuck in the basement.
1: Man, there <laughs> relatable. I,
0: like I said, there wasn't much. It was like, oh, they tried to do this whole backstory on like, oh, they got rid of this show to play this show, and then literally like the last you know sentence was, oh yeah, and they had to cancel it because he got stuck in the basement. I just thought it was funny.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> that's all I got. All right. As per request of our executive producer, Justin, he wanted us to talk about the sexiest man alive, Paul Rudd. He's so dreamy. So dreamy.
0: I'm also, I think he's a time traveler.
1: Definitely a time traveler. Because he
0: doesn't look any different.
1: I think Ryan Reynolds was on one of the generic late night shows talking about Paul Rudd being like a vampire.
0: Not to segue off of this subject, but did you see recently that like, Ryan Reynolds was scheduled on Jimmy Kimmel.
1: Oh, and then Will Will Ferrell Ferrell came out instead. And then it
0: was the opposite. I forget. It was, I don't know, Seth Meyers or one of the other ones. I don't watch him anymore. But Will Ferrell was scheduled on there and Ryan Reynolds came out for him. Just thought that was cool.
1: So how do you feel about Paul Rudd as an actor? I
0: actually really like Paul Rudd. Like, just as a person, I feel like I could hang out with Paul Rudd. On a personal level? Yes. (laughs) Uh... I mean, as an actor, it's like, um, have you ever seen My Idiot Brother? Maybe? It was like a comedy, but it was more dramatic. He was just, he just played the, like this hippie brother who couldn't get his act together and all this kind of stuff.
1: I feel like I have, or I'm just, or it's like, this movie sounds terrible. I'm not going to watch it. It was
0: actually pretty good. I remember watching it, but I mean, he can do like, I don't know, quote unquote drama, even though it's not like a dramatic movie. But he can yeah. play like s- shit that makes you want to cry, you know.
1: Like his, like his role in Halloween. Yeah, in Halloween. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I forgot he was in that. Uh, the Curse of Michael Myers.
1: Yeah. Um, he's he, speaking of Will Ferrell. He's yeah, in a I new did. Apple TV show. Oh, I did with Will Ferrell. Called I did see Next door.
0: Yeah, I did see the preview for that. I was like, maybe That's... I'll check it out.
1: Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. The first three episodes. Uh debuted a few days ago. Jordan and I have watched the first two so far. Are they is it all right? It's alright. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Catherine Hahn is in it. I'm
0: terrible with names. You gotta (laughs) say what she's from.
1: She was from Step Brothers. Oh. The one that that has sex with uh John C. Riley's character. Yep. Uh she's in it. Who also plays Agatha Harkness in WandaVision. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Talk about fucking range. I think Paul Rudd is is decently funny. I I feel like, in my opinion, some of his comedy, like his line delivery, mm-hmm. falls flat or feels too forced. I wasn't. I can see that. I wasn't much of a fan of "I Love You, Man." Because I like it, that movie. It felt like Jason Segel and Paul Rudd were trying to, like, riff the whole time. and Yeah. But it, I just didn't really think that movie was that funny. And Ant-Man in theaters and the whole time, it's like, this guy kind of seems like he's trying too hard. But in most things, I, I find him funny.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, I I watched I Love You, Man in theaters. I did not. I, I spent $15. To watch that movie. I liked it. It was fun. Uh, it was a very-
1: rich guy living in a big city yeah. at the time.
0: It was, it was a, it was a pretty good movie. Uh, Ant-Man. I, I actually really liked that movie. Wanderlust. Have you watched that one? No. That one you'd like him and Jennifer
1: Aniston. Yeah. I saw clips of it when it first came out. I'm mm-hmm. just like, nah. Yeah. I like it.
0: I also seen one recently that I can't remember. What it's called. But it's where... And it, it wasn't really even a comedy, even though it had comedic moments. He played uh, him and the other dude. I can see his face. Can't even think of his name. But they play a gay couple. And apparently one of them... Not Paul Rudd characters, but the other guy... Uh, was married, or at least had a kid with a woman at some point, And maybe it was his daughter... This is sound. This is the worst review of a movie ever. <laughs> but the kid, it comes from like a troubled past and like
1: the stars, troubled parents. It stars Paul Rudd.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was on Amazon. Oh, Ideal.
1: Ideal Home. Yes, Steve Coogan. Yes, yes. A bickering gay couple must suddenly deal with the unexpected task of raising a ten-year-old boy.
0: I forget how, but that 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 kid's related to the Steve Coogan's character in some way, but. I mean, it, it was more of a drama, feel good kind of movie, but he did a good job and he played a really funny gay uh, person, man. Yeah. And it, like I said, it wasn't supposed to be a comedy, even though it had some comedic moments. He had a really mm. good beard in that movie too. I was jealous of it. He always has a really good beard. Yeah. He was just like full, it was like a full beard. It was great. I could grow that beard. I'm sure. I mean, I could too, but I was jealous of his at the moment.
1: You couldn't? I actually got to shave. My mustache is getting crazy. I'm never shaving my mustache ever again. <laughs> the new Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yes. So,
0: like, after the Ghostbusters remake of just all females that flopped. 2016. Yeah. Like, I was like, no. Like, it's too soon. Let this one, other one, die for a while. But then I saw, the, like, Bill Murray and... Uh, Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. And the other two. Harold, uh, Harold Ramis, right? He's not in it. I mean... The guy? That's oh, what I, I'm thinking. No.
1: no, I think the nerdy guy died. Nerdy white guy.
0: Yeah, Harold Ramis. Oh. Oh, are you thinking of the, um... Rick Moranis? No. Because
1: he's, still, he's alive. still
0: alive. He got attacked in New York.
1: Yeah, Harold Ramis.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the original cast... Apparently, are going to be in it. Yeah, and that I, makes saw, me I happy. saw a
1: trailer. I
0: think yesterday the kid from Stranger Things is in it too.
1: At the end of the trailer, it's three people in the original Ghostbusters suits. Yeah, one of them I think was Dan Aykroyd. Was like, "Oh, did you miss us?" It's like, "Wow, we couldn't fucking save that for the fucking movie." Yeah, right, fucking Hollywood, man.
0: But uh, I I read that they were recently in an interview. It's like how'd it feel to have the original suits back on? Bill Murray's like, it hurt. They're heavy. (laughs) And they're telling us to like, like lay on the ground. And you basically have a vacuum cleaner strapped to your back. But But
1: it doesn't look too
0: bad. It don't look bad at all. Like it's like I said, I didn't have high hopes when like I first heard that they're making a Ghostbusters movie after they killed it.
1: Yeah. And
0: then, yeah, I'll watch it for sure.
1: Yeah, and these kids are related to one of the original Ghostbusters. Don't know which one, but they find the the Ecto 8 instead of a barn.
0: Yeah. Which I wonder where this town is and how the, the Ecto 8 got from New York. It's in a small town. Oh, just a small town.
1: Yeah. When a single mom and her two kids arrive in a small town, they begin to discover their connection to the original Ghostbusters and the secret legacy their grandfather left behind. What do you, Paul Rudd and the mob's gonna fall in love? Calling in now.
0: What do you think? Um, the chances of seeing Slimer in this? I feel like if they're bringing back the original cast, they should have like it might not be like uh, a full thing where they're like, oh my god, that's Slimer. But I feel like if there's like a scene with a bunch of ghosts swirling around, you might see him like it as an Easter yeah. egg.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've there's there's, there's probably a pretty good chance
0: and there's got to. I wonder if there's going to be like a box of Twinkies to pay homage
1: to oh the Twinkie
0: speech from I believe it was number two Ghostbusters well, 2
1: we know that there's going to be many Stay Puft Marshmallow men oh for
0: sure absolutely Yep, what's he, what's Paul Rudd's character? Is he like... Because he said a single mom, so he's not like the dad. I wonder what he's playing in that movie.
1: He's playing the single mom. He's playing the single mom? Yep.
0: See, you can't say he doesn't have range.
1: <laughs> uh, he plays Mr. Gruberson. That
0: sounds like a store clerk. Yeah, probably is. <laughs> General store.
1: He No, he, he probably owns a bookstore. Oh. On the occult or some shit. Yeah, Because it's a small town, and apparently in small towns and movies... Bookstores thrive. Oh, yeah. Well,
0: haven't you ever heard of
1: the Satanic Panic?
0: It's all small towns. You need a bookstore on the occult.
1: There is an Asian kid in the movie, and his name is Podcast. His name is Podcast. His name is Podcast. There's another kid named Elton, another kid named Swayze. Swayze. And another kid named Thickneck. So, based on those names, it's going to be the best movie ever.
0: <laughs> but S- Swayze, Ghost, get it?
1: Yeah. Oh. Now, John, he's soon to be a ghost. <laughs> Some people must have already seen it because it has a IMDb rating of 7.7 7 out of 10 with 992 ratings.
0: Yeah. Uh, I know it gets released on the 19th. Yeah, which is when this podcast comes out.
1: <gasps> we should not go see it. McKenna Grace. McKenna Grace. Um,
0: sounds familiar. Huh? Oh, I'm not sure. she's from Gifted. No, maybe not as familiar as I thought. The
1: movie starring Chris Evans, another handsome, handsome man.
0: Yes. What's Henry Cavill doing? Uh, what do you think he's doing right now? The Witcher. Are they filming that right now? Yeah. Oh, I'm excited for that.
1: Witcher season two. Have you ever played the games? I've never played the game. I just watched the show. Me either. Yeah. I, I watched the first season because I'm like, I fucking love Henry Cavill. Yeah. Then afterwards I'm like, I'm going to play all three games. And then and I didn't. Nope.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I could buy this. And I'm like, I don't really care. that I yeah. much to spend money on it.
1: So, yep. Yeah. Paul Rudd. Oh, there it is. Paul Rudd. What would you rate Paul Rudd out of 69? Out of 69?
0: Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Um. 52.
1: 52 out of 69? Yep. Well, um, I'd rate him a 53. Wow. That's right.
0: After me literally saying I like him more than you, you rate him higher than me?
1: Right. Anything okay. to
0: be on top. Right. And now for our next segment, which is so just pertinently named what we're reading and or watching. No? Can we add wow. an applause there? I mean what? Add an applause? Probably, uh, yeah. But every every time,
1: I don't know. Ah yeah, it's fine.
0: Okay. So first. Uh well, you go first. What are you reading and or are watching?
1: Okay. So over the weekend, Jordan and I watched the new Dwayne Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, and Gail Gadot. Oh, you watched that? Yeah, Red Notice. Is it good? It was okay. Yeah. It was okay. Uh it is in a It's about an Interpol agent that tracks the world's most wanted art thief. Hmm. It is directed by Rawson Marshall Thurber. That's
0: a name. That sounds Um, like you should lead war in the Persian Gulf during World War
1: II. Growing up, I'd I'd, I'd tell people that my name is Rawson Marshall. Yeah. I I, I don't know about having the last name Thurber. 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 uh, He directed such movies as Easy A. Okay. Dodgeball. Oh. And We're the Millers. I like one and a half of those movies. You don't like the We're the
0: Millers? I don't think I've ever actually seen We're the Millers.
1: With Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, I didn't
0: see that one. Jason Sudeikis. I know I need to, but I didn't see that one.
1: Really good. I, I Really funny. That's what I hear. Yeah, uh, They pretty much play themselves in the whole movie. Yeah,
0: I seen a, a clip from it, and I was like, oh, that's Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds.
1: Still entertaining, though. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's a few different twists that were pretty much expected. Yeah. Really, the movie's nothing that we haven't really seen before, but the stars really made it entertaining.
0: Yeah. I don't mind those movies where you get like good actors, and like the movie's like, oh, this movie's been made a thousand times before. But, like, the actors are like, oh, yeah, I can watch it because yeah. they're doing a good job. Yeah,
1: yeah. you're like, I- I'm going to be entertained because I really like these actors. I'd give it, like, a 7.46 out of 10. Heck, yeah. Uh, if you've got nothing else to do and you can't find anything else to watch on Netflix, watch Red Notice.
0: One thing I, I watched, besides what I'll tell you, is uh, there is this, um, this movie documentary on Netflix that's, like, where it has all, like, the, the movie tropes. Where it's like, oh, the strong heroine or whatever. Oh. And it's oh, hosted by I, Rob Lowe.
1: Yeah. Did you watch that? Yeah, Jordan and I watched That's that. That's
0: so good. Yeah. That was very entertaining. The, I forget the name of the scream. But the, the Wilhelm scream. Yeah. The
1: Wilhelm scream.
0: Did you ever look up how many movies that Wilhelm scream is in? It's in pretty much so freaking many movies. Yeah.
1: Uh, in the series, they're like, oh, it's, it's a running joke. It's like, no, it's just. Them being lazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you
0: got to put a sound effect of a scream instead of recording one every time. Just grab that one. Screw it.
1: But it was pretty cool seeing the first movie that it was ever in. Yeah.
0: Where you got shot off the horse.
1: And Rob Lowe being cocky is always fun. Yeah. For sure. But other than that, I I
0: just, I've been
1: watching animes again. Yeah.
0: I know you hate it,
1: but that's what I've been watching. I've been thinking about checking out Cowboy Bebop. Okay. Yeah. Because they're coming out with the live action. Oh, really? Show on Netflix starring John Cho. Okay.
0: Yeah. I, I, me and Caleb have been watching this one called Dr. Stone. And I've never heard of it. I know. And basically, I mean, most animes are about like high school kids. So this is no different. And apparently one of them is like mad scientist. Like mad. Like, yeah, yeah, not even like rides. a mad scientist. He's like into science. He knows all the shit about science. Him and his friend. Well, the whole world, I guess. Something hits the earth. They're not sure what, but it turns literally everybody to stone except the animals. And then 3,700 years go by, and the scientist guy ends up breaking out of the stone. Don't know why he's preserved and not dead inside the stone, but he is. But everyone else is dead inside these stones? No. Not, no nobody is. The only way they can die is if like the stone was like broken for some reason.
1: It's those damn space alien yeah. stones.
0: It doesn't make sense, but... He's using science to, like, rebuild society, basically. But the storyline itself is nothing special. But what is, is, like, it shows how, like, soap is made and, like, gunpowder is made using, like, the raw materials. And actually, like, the science is, like, correct to the point Sounds where... Sounds
1: boring,
0: nerd. Yeah, I liked it. To the point where, like, when they showed how to make gunpowder, they had to put, like, a warning on the screen. Like, hey, this is really how you do this. Don't do this at home and then and I, wink, I wink yeah and then i watched uh spirited away and my neighbor totoro fuck yeah
1: studio ghibli movies are the best animes
0: yeah they do and oh we also watched don't
1: at me or do pop culture bicycle <laughs> on twitter
0: and then uh we watched uh kiki's delivery service the other day too
1: i didn't really like that movie yeah it was I thought it was kind of boring like it didn't have it wasn't like super action-packed like *Howl's moving castle or um, yeah spirited away
0: We were going to watch, what was it, Princess
1: Mononoke? Yeah,
0: but it it started getting gory because it's not for kids, and we were watching it with the kids.
1: They're going to grow up sooner or later. I
0: know, but we just skipped it, and that's when we watched Kiki's Delivery Service. But I'm definitely planning on watching that one. And that book that I said, still don't remember the name of it, but I figured out what the subject matter is, so that'll help me narrow it down. It was the Patan Death March. So once I figure out the name of that book on that, I'm was gonna just get that bunch of
1: people marching with batons and beating the shit out of people.
0: Uh I mean
1: They're like twirling them around The and Japanese
0: stuff. was beating the shit out of American soldiers, yeah.
1: Sure. There's one studio Ghibli movie that stars Michael Keaton. Oh really? He's turned into a pig and he's a pilot. Oh, okay. It's 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 a good movie.
0: Well they get a lot of like actually like big time actors yeah, voice to
1: voice the to, to do the dubs. Yeah.
0: Uh what was it? My neighbor Totoro. Kirsten Dunst is the voice of the little girl. Or no, it's Kirsten Dunst is the voice of Kiki and Kiki's Delivery Service. Oh man, I wish I could remember their names now. Little Miss Sunshine. That that little girl from that movie. I don't Whatever. Remember. Can't remember her name at the moment. It's been a long day.
1: Fuck! What, what the hell was this? Oh, Porco, Porco Rosso. I've never even heard of that one. It's a it's a good one. Uh,
0: HBO Max has all the Studio Ghibli's so yep. we've just been going through and watching them we're gonna watch that one, we, I think we're gonna watch Howl's Moving Castle next and
1: Christian Bale, he voices Howl oh really? Uh, oh yeah. yeah i
0: seen that, I was looking up the cast I was like hey Christian Bale, voices Howl there's another one that I wanted to watch but I can't remember the name of it at the moment I, I'm so bad with names, I just go hey that movie there where that
1: stuff happened okay um, where are my notes? where are my notes? Are there... Ooh, update, update on The Shining oh heck yeah No progress.
0: No. You just haven't had time to pick it up? Or Uh, Desire? Yeah, Desire. Let me ask you this. So, Don't. When was the first time you watched the movie The Shining?
1: I think it was was under 10. 10.
0: Okay. Did it mess you up? No. No? All right. I was like, ooh, boobies. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I was like, ah, dead woman boobies. (laughs)
0: Because I forget how it came up, but... The Shining was brought up and my daughter's like, oh, I want to watch The Shining. And I was like, proud moment for a second. And then I was like, she's nine. I'm like, "Mm, is nine appropriate to watch The Shining? Yes. I know it's like outdated, but. I watched so many fucking horror movies when I was a child. I mean, same, but also like. Don't be a hypocrite. I don't don't think it was good for my psyche. Ah, you're fine. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm you're doing really just not fine. the best, but you're fine. <laughs> you're alright. <laughs>
1: hey, you got anything else for this for this segment?
0: That's all. I just been watching anime, and I remember the name of the Death March. I've been I've been literally looking for that book. I heard it on a podcast. I got to remember what podcast it was and try to go back and figure it out. But I listen to a lot of podcasts, so it's so impossible right now.
1: Dude, I for, for some, some reason the other day it popped in my head. head. In eighth grade, I remember in language arts class we read a Kurt Vonnegut, uh, short story called *Harrison Bergeron*. Okay. Did you ever ever have to read that? No. Yeah, I was like, like "What the fuck is this day? book that we read in eighth grade?" It's set in the future mm-hmm. where, like, the a bunch of added, uh, things to the Constitution. Okay, and, and like the latest one was like the 207th thing, and it's, uh, it's where everyone has to be equal. No one can have an advantage in life over anyone else. So smart people have like this radio attached to their ear, where if they get a thought, like it like backs them. Huh. And good-looking people are are forced to wear masks. And talk in an unflattering voice. And uh, athletic people are forced to wear weights. So they have like, it's weighing them down and they have like right. bad posture. And Harrison Bergeron is this seven foot tall, super athletic, super good looking kid who gets taken away, he gets put in prison. It's like the most weights ever put on someone on him and eventually he breaks out there's this ballet being televised that everyone's watching he breaks out breaks into the studio he starts dancing with one of the ballerinas hmm. and they go like flying like 10 feet in the air. it was it, it was a weird fucking uh it was a weird thing to read when you're in eighth grade <laughs> like what the fuck are we reading i had reread the like the synopsis on, not the synopsis, but the, like what it was about on, uh, on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, oh you know, if I've read right that nowadays, right. I'd have like a better appreciation for it because it's like set in the future and it's like a dystopian, yeah, setting.
0: Yeah. So, um, I think it was eighth grade that I watched, or not watched, but read, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Maybe that was ninth grade. I don't know.
1: I, I, I think I had to do that in ninth
0: yeah. grade. Yeah. Because, like, we didn't go to the same school for 8th grade, so there's probably a different curriculum, but I've never even heard of that book
1: before. Did you go to the junior high in Cadillac?
0: No. Ooh. Sorry. So? Speaking of dystopian future, it's exactly what we're going to talk about on our next segment, the Real Good Movie of the Week. Real Good Movie of the Week. Ah, uh, it's so good. It's so good.
1: Okay, so last week we chose i I feel like this is the best best. one we've watched so far yes probably because solely because of bruce campbell
0: yeah uh Uh, but the acting not great but bruce campbell good
1: yeah um we're chosen by the gods of realgood.com or whatever it's called mind warp from 1991
0: Uh, i don't know before so this was on amazon yeah Did you notice that there was, like, three separate ones on there? No. The one that was, like, included with Prime said it was from, like, 2003. Uh, And I was like,
1: wait, what? I noticed noticed that it said uh, that it was from 2001. And I was like, wait, IMDb said it was from 91? (laughs) And I was like, like, wait, is is this a
0: remake? And then I, like, I moved to the next one. You couldn't watch it. But it also said it was from 2003. And then there was another one. It's, like, from 1991, but you couldn't watch that one either. And I was like, I really hope this
1: is the movie. (laughs) Your shit together, Amazon. Okay, okay so Mind, Mind Warp is, is set in post-apocalyptic 2037. 2037. And, it, <laughs> and it's about uh, Judy who rebels against the AI-ruled utopia where people live in a happy VR simulation. She's exiled to a post-nuclear wasteland where she meets drifter Stover. Mutated cannibals capture them for their leader, Seer. It is directed by Steve Barnett, who is known for being production manager on Ice Age, Dawn of the Dinosaurs, really? Life of Pi, and Live Free or Die Hard.
0: How would you even, like, how do you transition? Well, this is before <laughs> those, obviously, but, like, I don't know. Maybe So he was the production manager on those yeah, movies? Yeah. But not the director?
1: Nope, he didn't do much else. He's
0: like, wow.
1: In, in terms of directing. Um, it stars Bruce Campbell who is famously known for the Raimi Spider-Man movies.
0: <laughs> yeah. Evil Dead. Evil Dead collection.
1: Yes. The Evil Dead series.
0: Oh, speaking of Bruce Campbell, I, I, available now, I think, is... It's, Black Friday? Maybe Black Friday, but I think it was actually... You could get it now, was the uh, Evil Dead Groovy collection. Oh, really? Yeah, where it had the movies and uh the tv show all the seasons all in one box
1: and I, I don't know what else comes with it but the packaging looked pretty sick yeah, i was going to say the only the only reason why i'd get it is if the packaging looked cool cuz i don't have anything to watch uh, yeah these are blue same, but i i just thought that was cool that they're still
0: cranking out evil dead merch
1: yeah, they're cranking one out okay so we start out with a voiceover advertising the vr the VR is called Infinisynth. Our main character, Judy Apple, talks to the VR computer. That definitely sounds evil. Yes. She calls the program bullshit. They hook up to the VR machines via a rod that connects to a chip on the back of their necks, and they lay on these egg-like chair bed things.
0: Yeah, I didn't... I, I get it. It was from 1991. Yeah. But, it, like, the the screen in the chair you could tell was just, like, a little TV. And they had to, like, build it up around the TV and make it huge. Because flat
1: screens weren't a thing yet. Our main character, Judy, when she wakes up from the VR program, she pulls out an ID card out of her pocket for Theodore Apple, which we could assume is her dad. Yeah.
0: Teddy Apple. And old Teddy Apple.
1: We can, assume, we can also assume that he is, quote-unquote, dead.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like... They never really made that clear. Like, you'll get to it, but I guess I'll just bring it up when you get to it.
1: Um, Judy's mom, Pamela, seems to be super ingrained into the VR life as she comes out of the machine and calls Judy the wrong name and doesn't recognize her own husband's ID card.
0: Yeah. Which I thought was weird. Was she just in the state for, like, so long? Or is, was it... It, like, seem, it almost made it look like she was, like, losing her memory. But then I was like, well, maybe they're going for, like, uh, she's just so, like, distracted by wanting to get back that she's not, like, thinking straight. But, I mean, the acting wasn't good enough to portray that from the mom, in my opinion. So,
1: proceed. (laughs) Pamela goes back into her VR program, and her seems to be of her singing in, in an opera about Cleopatra. But if you... Like looked, you could definitely tell it was not the actress singing. Oh, the lip-syncing there was (laughs) So bad. Oh. And Judy tries to wake her mom up by going into her mom's VR program and pushing her off the stage. Yeah. Which,
0: Uh, can I just say like, I want to know what the budget for this movie was. The blood in this movie was not good-looking blood. It was like Kool-Aid it was so bright red and watery <laughs> the whole movie. But you see blood on the mom when like she's laying after getting pushed yeah. off the stage. That's what reminded me of that, that thought. The system,
1: the system operator, operator, called Sys-Op, SysOp for short, tells Judy that she is exceptional because she violated the system by entering the environment of other users.
0: Oh, that's why she was exceptional.
1: Yeah, because apparently no one's ever thought of doing that in the history of Synth- Sysop? Okay. Or Infinisynth?
0: Infinisynth. That makes sense. I I remember him going, you're
1: exceptional. And I was like, what made her exceptional? Like, you haven't seen much. I don't know. Sysop is a person with a glowing helmet on, sitting in a dark room with tubes coming off the helmet. So, it has some... Evil, evil vibes going on there
0: yeah for sure yeah with the lightning strikes yeah. cgi behind her and him
1: judy is woke af because she says that the program isn't real and being stuck in their own heads is worse than prison
0: i i could see that but also like did she uh, does she not know that the apocalypse happened because she wants to like experience th- outside i'm like i think
1: she, she was, was born after all the apocalypse shit happened.
0: Okay. Yeah, they didn't make clear when the apocalypse shit happened, too. So uh, maybe it, it had been before. Right now, actually. Right now is when it happened.
1: So this op obliges and takes Judy offline. And Judy wakes up to find her mom dead in her egg chair thing. Yeah. In the real world. Because that's how it works. You die in the game. Yeah, that's exactly real life. <laughs> what I was thinking.
0: Like, you die in your dreamland. You die in real life.
1: An alarm starts blaring. People enter Judy's room and they burn her ID card and drug her with some sort of sedative.
0: When they were, so they put the, the bag over her, that white sheet bag. bag. Yeah, it
1: was like a full, full body, body pillowcase. Shit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I just thought it was funny because like the uh, police, guard, whatever you want to call it.
1: Who fucking knows?
0: Like pulls out the syringe and like she already has this thing on and he just kind of stabs it randomly like, this could either be your neck or your eye, but either way, the stuff's going into
1: you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting paid to stab you with a syringe, yeah. and I'm going to do it. Judy wakes up in the middle of nowhere, buried in a grave that's only, like, a foot deep. Yeah. She has no problem, like, sitting up out of the yeah. loose dirt like, that they threw her. It was over. like
0: Undertaker in a Buried Alive match.
1: Yeah. Um, And there's skeletons skeletons on crosses scattered scattered throughout the the desert. desert. Like, Like, the whole desert area has some great value Mad Max vibes going on. Definitely. So,
0: like, when we watched this movie, we were actually playing, like, horror movie bingo. Where, like, we make our own bingo cards and, like, try to think of, like, what kind of tropes, horror movie tropes are going to be in this movie. And I literally put Mad Max vehicle in there because I'm like, it's 91 post-apocalyptic. They're going to have some kind of Mad Max vehicle.
1: And it was a shitty Mad Max vehicle because yeah. it was just the tractor. It was a tractor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I put it down anyway. I didn't get a bingo. but
1: It's a bingo. Judy walks over a hill and the terrain is suddenly covered in snow. That would
0: confuse me too because yeah. I'm like, is, this is a desert and then he's like, in the mountains with snow and i was like, what is going on? <laughs> Apocalypse. Yeah, I guess.
1: And then she falls into some cartoony quicksand.
0: The worst quicksand. quicksand. Yeah. And like, I feel like if she would have just like, I don't know, stepped out of it, she probably could have got out because it was like really slow sinking, but it was like a deer in a headlights acting where it's like, I don't know what to do. And she's just sinking.
1: And then as she's sinking into the quicksand, we see some unknown characters, three unknown characters dressed like they're from the wasteland. Yep. From Mad Max. Yep. Um Who two of them have a, have a tractor.
0: Yes. Like yeah, you don't see any other vehicles yeah. like in this entire film, but you see a tractor,
1: just one, one single, single tractor. tractor.
0: Right. And like whatever. Go on, I'll bring, I'll, I'll circle back to this cuz I have a point about this, but other plot points need to be revealed.
1: One of the people with the tractor throw a rope to Judy and they pull her out. And then they capture her out of nowhere in a box that's on on their tractor. Yep. So it's modified. So yeah, Mad Max. Mad Max.
0: It's <laughs> mod. <laughs> it's like when someone puts like a vinyl racing stripe on like a Sunfire. It's like a, it's modified
1: a minivan. Yes. One of them pulls up their mask, revealing to be covered in scars. And then he waves a severed arm in her face. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, the third unknown character saves Judy by killing the two assailants with a crossbow. And then, yada, yada, yada. Some other things happen. Blah, blah, blah. Judy's saver turns out to be Bruce Campbell's character, Stover, obviously. Yeah.
0: Which, can I just say, like, every Bruce Campbell movie, he's like the worst fighter? But He always gets his ass kicked for like the first two thirds. That's uh, low budget combat. Yeah, I know. It's always like things like, how would how would he be able to do that? Like how how can he just knock your crossbow out of your hand or whatever it is? You know, it's like that budget. would never happen. But budget and plot. Still love you, Bruce Campbell.
1: Dover has a has like a makeshift cabin. Yeah. I was like trying to look close. Is there like a necronomicon here, or oh. that, does it resemble like the cabin in... Right, but right. Evil Dead, but the lighting was terrible outside. I so. did see an
0: Easter egg later on here in the film that we'll get to,
1: and the uh, ugly people. Yes, that we'll call them right now. They live underground and are cannibals.
0: Did they ever state the name of the people?
1: Um. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The, the, they they're called crawlers.
0: Oh, that's right. But like,
1: even though they never crawl, they never in the movie. crawl. <laughs> Maybe because they crawl underground, but it just. Is like a slide? Yeah, like it seems fun. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed a lot yeah. of fun. I guess it's Stover doesn't live underground, and he's not a cannibal because he's too handsome. Yeah, and uh, he's Bruce Campbell. And we well, learn that, that people that, that, live that live in the VR are called in-worlders. Or dreamers. Or dreamers. And the right. desert area is called the Deadlands. Deadlands. Yep. Wow.
0: Super original.
1: Wow. Not even close to wasteland, so so nope. don't sue us. <laughs> yeah, the cannibals are called crawlers, and they take, or they took Stover's mom underground at some point that yeah. we never see, and we never see, spoiler alert, we never see his mom ever again.
0: Yeah, it was one of those, like, um... I, I always liked the, the Bruce Campbell one-liners. Like, he always has them. And this was one of those ones where it's like, uh... Where like he's talking about his family, it's like, where is your family now? And there's like they're all gone. Like that's just really cheesy, like action yeah. hero type yeah. one one response. Bruce Campbell has a million of them in every movie. It's great.
1: Uh while uh, Judy, Judy and Stover. Stover are hanging out in Stover's cabin, they start having sex out of nowhere. Yeah. Like And the movie reveals that Judy is a virgin for some reason.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like why? Why? It. Never, why? it doesn't really come into play first of all like maybe maybe she's had sex as like in the uh vr VR. world she's literally just almost gotten eaten yeah and then like i guess they they went hunting for a possum and then which
1: apparently are the only animals above ground that can survive
0: the apocalypse is possums and ozzy osborne like now they're having sex And I was like, eh,
1: that's that's a bit quick. Judy and Stover are laying in bed when Stover realizes that all of a sudden the crickets outside have stopped. Oh, is that what got his attention? Yeah. Everything went quiet and either crickets have evolved to survive in the severe cold or that was just like a major oversight.
0: I didn't even think about that. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't notice like what caught his attention. Like he was just like talking and he's like looks off in the distance like he heard something. I was like, oh, he just must have heard something. I didn't realize there was actually like noise that stopped.
1: Uh, While while they're laying there and Stover realizes that everything goes quiet, crawlers break into the cabin and take Judy and Stover underground and they proceed to get separated because plot. Yep. I have have in my notes, honestly, this underground system seems kind of cool.
0: Yeah, totally. Like if I was in the apocalypse, that's where I'd want to live. Yeah. Other than with all the crawlers.
1: Yeah. yeah, other than the Grey value Hills Have Eyes characters. Yes. And, and the leech-infested waters.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Which, I guess they're
0: parasites?
1: I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it explains it, mm-hmm. but we'll get to that later yep. on. The Call crawlers forced over to do manual, work manual work labor, and Judy is stripped down to her, her underwear found. and bound via yeah, some weird bondage, yeah. bondage hammock? Yeah. Which was... Why, dude? Why?
0: I don't, I don't get it. And then that, like, Claude Weird. Yeah. Couldn't tell if it was a boy or a girl. But apparently it's a girl. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's two normal looking people in the room with Judy and there's also a crawler in there too. Uh, one is a mute and has the Infinisynth logo on their forehead mm-hmm. which I don't I don't get why they, because there's another character that has an Infinisynth uh, symbol on their forehead. Yeah, I don't. Which was never explained. The mute is Claude and he's like 12 or something? Something around there, yeah. And there's an older lady, which I guess is Claude's mom. or Her name's Cornelia.
0: It never stated. It just said that, like, she was close with Claude. I I don't know. I don't know where these people came from. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're normal-looking. Yeah. How the people that live in, like, the VR area, wherever the fuck they live, mm-hmm. they're called the N-worlders. Well, the ones that aren't N-worlder, N-worlders are... Outworlders. So original. Wow. (laughs) um, All the Outworlders carry a disease that covers them in in sores and scars. Right. Which, after they announce that, like, they start making it a point to, like, point out, like, the sores and stuff on their bodies. And Cornelia, when she's talking to Judy while Judy's all tied up, she loves to call Judy a bitch. Yeah, she says it so much.
0: (laughs) It was like they, like alright, so there's no swearing in this movie Like when they started production. And then they're like, that day, they're like, good news, we can swear! Uh-huh. And instead of changing the script, they're like, oh, just call her a bitch whenever you can.
1: <laughs> um, and then Cornelia tries to infect Judy with the disease that the leeches carry. It says that uh, after she's infected, she won't be good enough to sleep with the seer and will be good enough to be thrown in some mating pit. Yeah. There's some gross-ass parts in this fucking movie. Yes, there is.
0: Uh, this is what I wanted to get to about the Easter egg. In in this scene, uh, I don't know what Claude's doing, but it it kind of just shows Claude, I think, messing with her bag, Judy's bag or coat. It was her, her jacket that she was wearing. But behind Claude was a full-ass Darth Vader mask.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't fucking know that.
0: Yeah, it was just, like, not even, like, hidden... Or, like, a different color, just a full ass black Darth Vader mask in the background of the shot.
1: I wonder yeah. if, like, the director of this movie was a production manager on one of the Star Wars movies. Maybe. Or they're just like, we need to decorate this set. Someone bring
0: something. Yeah, I don't know what it was doing back there. Kayla says she saw Chewbacca as well. I couldn't really tell, but I saw the Darth Vader I- I was clear too busy. as day.
1: I was too busy taking notes. Yeah. Actually doing the work. Right. Sorry. <laughs> um So it's revealed that people underground, like the crawlers, don't believe that there's a sky. Oh, they said that?
0: Yeah. There's a um, lot of, like like scenes in this movie. I'm like, I'm not sure literally what's going on <laughs> or why. But I guess I never I didn't hear that part.
1: How so many times in this movie I'm like, this movie has to be almost oh done, and it's like twenty minutes have passed. Yeah. There's still an hour and a half left. Cornelia leaves the room. I can't remember why. Yep. And Judy promises Claude that she'll take her to the in-world if, if she unties her.
0: Which now she's like just in her bra and underwear yeah. for
1: some reason. Stover, while he's doing manual labor, digging shit up, he finds like a mixing blade from a mixer. Yeah,
0: Here, this is what I want. Like one of the points that like, so they're digging through all like this Trash or whatever yeah, which, to find
1: useful, like to find like motors, yeah, and stuff. motors,
0: electronics, and stuff like that. Which you, yeah, but hey, what is this? They don't, are they like collecting the trash and bringing it down there, or was the trash down there when they like built their home? Where did this trash come from? And if I'm, they're just finding little pieces of shit, and like it was like rare that you like they found steering wheels and shit, but then they have a whole ass tractor that's just okay, yeah, I don't know, I don't get it.
1: I don't know. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, Stover, Stover finds uh, the the mixing blade and uses it to slice way. one of the crawlers' throats, and Judy and Claude try to escape, only to be immediately caught yeah, as soon as they open up the door. Uh, Stover, he's running through the underground, and he comes into this room where one of the crawlers is hanging from like a meat hook, uh-huh. and there's a crawler doctor, and Stover and the quote-unquote doctor get into a tussle with... Um no, Stover beats up a crawler doctor and gets into a tussle with a guard before stabbing him in the head with a meat hook. Yes. Like like legit fucking the side of the head to stab yeah. him. That that was decent. So,
0: yeah, that was pretty good. He so he had that blade, right, that he used to slip like the Foreman's. Yeah. Throat and then immediately throws it and picks up the, the Foreman's baseball bat. Did you notice that?
1: Mm, don't remember.
0: So like the the Foreman had like that bat that he'd ha- hit everyone with. Yeah. So, like, Stover grabs a blade, slits his throat, and kills him, and then just grab, like, throws the blade away and grabs that dude's bat and then proceeds to, like, move on with the bat. I'm like, I feel like the blade would have been a lot more effective than that bat. If you just use it to kill one, you can kill another one, I'm
1: sure. So, Judy is taken to, to the seer, and it's revealed that the seer can talk. Yep. Because this whole time, crawlers weren't able to talk. They can only understand apparently and grunt. Yeah. He wears an executioner's like style hood. The hood hood is actually kind of cool. And he has some weird long fingernails. Yeah. uh, He also had
0: like an infiniscent symbol, like necklace thing on. Did he? Yeah.
1: I didn't know. It's like, well, it makes sense because it's revealed like the seer reveals To Judy, that he's a former dreamer. Yeah. Because he has like that port on the back Mm -hmm. of his neck. And And since Claude Claude betrays him, him, he rips one of her eyes out. Yeah. And then throws her down the chute of a machine that grinds up her, like grinds up bodies into liquid, which is apparently just blood. Yeah. (laughs)
0: There's there's no other tissues or like bone fragments. It's just all blood. It's like a juicer for
1: humans. Yeah. Yeah. That recycles all the. Other oh, gross, gross, unhealthy parts. and <laughs> Yeah. And, and everyone drink drinks Claude's, Claude's liquefied body, and Seer calls it the wine of the, wine of the blessed.
0: Yeah, and like, I guess it, they had, like, this speech, like, they're sacrificing the body to dreamland, and then yeah. you drink the blood so that when you die, you may dream too, or something yeah.
1: like that. You're, like, reborn into the in-world or some yeah. shit. I don't know. Then Cornelia forces... Judy to drink the wine because Claude was Cornelia's daughter or something, and it's all Judy's fault. That, uh, I don't yeah, know. I don't it know. got very
0: <laughs> convoluted right there.
1: Uh, and as all this is going on, Stover reveals himself amongst the crowd, he takes down like five crawlers before being recaptured. Yeah, because plot <laughs> Judy pulls off the seer's hood, and it is revealed to be her father. Ooh. Could have saw that from the beginning of the movie. Yeah, absolutely. From all the way back to the beginning of the movie. And Judy's father tries to reason with her and say that all he's doing is for the good of the crawlers. And then some crawlers put Stover in a cage in the water and then he gets deta- attacked by the disease-infected leeches. Uh, after Stover is put in that cage, Judy tells Stover that she loves him. Yeah. Even though she's known him for like a day. Yeah,
0: I thought that was weird too. <laughs> it, has it... Has it been revealed that the the father wants to... Okay, go ahead. Not yet. Okay. I thought it was before the cage part, but maybe you're right. Um,
1: While Seer is, or Stover is getting infected by the leeches, Seer uh, explains to pretty much us, gives us some exposition that the female leeches swim into the orifices of a host to lay their eggs on membranous tissue, and then the males lodge in the nervous system to keep the host calm during incubation. Yeah. In the early stages, the larvae feed on the nervous tissue. The host organism starts to twitch as its dendrites are consumed. So Stover's fucked. Yeah, but it doesn't hurt. It feels like they're getting tickled from the inside. And then Sear reveals that he wants to sleep with his daughter Judy as they're a peer of diseases and they can continue humanity. And he would not let it go. Yeah, Yeah, and I put in my notes this movie is disgusting. Yeah, he really (laughs) wanted to fuck his daughter. Like, really wanted to. And then I think Judy runs away from him at this point. And she goes into this room and hears a baby crying. Yeah, and she pulls back, back a a curtain of this uh pregnant girl, this naked pregnant girl, yeah. just laying there. She has a an innocent symbol on her forehead. And then Judy backs up out of, out of disgust and bumps into a crib and a bowl with a fetus in it.
0: Yeah, so and like. What's I don't they never explain why all these people have the Infinisynth logo. Yeah. Because like
1: maybe, maybe that turn it turns the seer on or something. Maybe.
0: But like uh like Judy doesn't have one. Like it's not like all the people in Infinisynth have one.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know either. I can't even think of an explanation.
1: Me either. Uh the here seer tells here. Judy she. Will bear his children because the crawlers are not fertile, and then Cornelia proceeds to bust into the room and stabs Seer in the back with a syringe full of the of the disease. Yeah, and then <laughs> then Seer says goodnight to Cornelia and impales her on a meat hook through the back of her neck. That was pretty good. Then pushes her. Yeah. Like down this line. As far as death scenes go, I like yeah. that one. Yeah, and then she gets impaled through her torso by a pipe on the wall. Yeah, it was. So, I, I
0: enjoy. It, it reminded me of like of a, like a Jason type kill. Yeah. So I was like, I, agree. I was here for that. I, I liked it.
1: And Judy pulls Dover out of the cage and gets gets all the leeches off of him, or so she thinks. Yeah. Uh, Seer takes Judy and tries to put her through the grinder that he put Claude through earlier. Judy goes sliding down the shoe but her sleeve gets caught in the side and, and stops her from going in the, into the machine.
0: I like how... So if you... If your body is in, like, motion, you ever got, like, hung up on something, your body continues to go, and then you get, like, kind of yanked backwards, you know? Yeah. She just stopped, like, yeah. on a dime <laughs> in the chute.
1: Stover essentially has a sword fight with Seer. Stover gets upper hand, because obviously... And Seer goes down the chute into the grinder. And then he his blood gets yeah. Blood, like he's in an orange juice juicer. Uh Then the all crawlers drink the blessed wine that is seer. It is revealed that Stover still has a leech on the back of his neck. He takes the seer hood and puts it on Judy. Yeah. <laughs> he forces her to drink the wine, and then he takes a little sip-sip as Judy flees. Stover gives Chase to Judy on the surface over the Deadlands while yelling that he loves her. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fucking maniacal. Come fucking. back, I love you. The best.
0: Bruce Campbell overacting moment. It was great. Yes.
1: Stover vomits blood and leeches all over Judy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she gets up, <laughs> fucking turns around and runs right into one of those giant wooden crosses. Yeah. <laughs> then, twist of the movie. It is revealed that Judy never even left the VR program. Yeah, I... I
0: and like I in the back of my head, I was like, "Oh, this is probably all a dream." And then I was like, "Oh, well, maybe not. I wonder how this ends." And then I was like, "Oh, it was all a dream." I was like, "Okay."
1: <laughs> then the systems, systems operator or sysop was Judy's, Judy's father, father all along. And here's a point I want to make. So like, don't do it. So
0: seer. Really wanted to fuck Judy like in the simulation or whatever. Yeah. So
1: so did her 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 father? Exactly. Her father was a sysop
0: that put that in there. So he like I don't know. Maybe it was like a a I don't know subconscious thing. Like apparently he really wants to fuck his daughter because he made that entire.
1: Or he really wanted to traumatize her. Yeah. And to be like, yo, this is where you want to be.
0: Yeah. Right. (laughs)
1: <laughs> sell out um,
0: you want to be someplace where I don't want to fuck you
1: yeah then he tells her that she's a new systems operator he walks away and just vanishes yeah Judy sits in the sysop chair and wakes up next to her mother in the VR chair I, yeah, I
0: don't understand if she was like the sysop now yeah, she would they, not wake up in her chair anymore
1: she would just be stuck there like her dad was I don't know
0: uh, then roll credits. Yeah, roll credits and the end. It,
1: then our pain and suffering was <laughs> over.
0: So it was a shitty Total Recall
1: slash Mad Max ripoff. Yeah,
0: ex- oh, I never even put the Total Recall yeah. thing into it. Yeah, that's that's absolutely correct. Yeah, they're like,
1: remember these two beloved movies of the 80s? We're going to
0: put them together and mutate them into
1: some a crawler. disgusting... Daughter, daughter wanting to bastard sleep, bastard baby. <laughs> uh, I give it a fifty-two out of one hundred. Fifty-two is solely because of uh, of Bruce Campbell. Yeah, no,
0: I, yeah. If it was any other actor besides Bruce Campbell, this is like a solid ten out of one hundred. Yeah, but Bruce Campbell definitely jumped up on my scale. I, yeah, fifty. You know what? Since you did one. Up on me on the last scale. I'm going to give it a solid 53 out of 100. Oh,
1: I'm changing mine to 54. Right, it's
0: going to be the best movie ever <laughs> if we keep doing this.
1: You want some trivia?
0: There's trivia? There's trivia. Let's hear it.
1: Uh, And it's amazing trivia. Is it? All right. Part one. One of the only three films distributed in the early 90s by the cult horror magazine Fangoria. What was the other two? Don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it listed it, but I didn't feel like type it right <laughs> right. out. Uh, and Bruce Campbell met his wife, Ida Guerin on the set of this film. And that's all I got because review for this movie sucks. Yeah, I wonder,
0: is he still married to that? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I Google it because I'm like, I don't want to be fucking called out and being wrong.
0: Right. Huh, that's cool. Yeah, good for him. Good for Bruce Campbell. Okay, so... so um, which, I swear to God, the next, like, horror con, we're going to it because besides Ash versus the Evil Dead, that's how he makes his living now. And...
1: Oh, oh yeah! over yeah.
0: for the Evil Dead video game.
1: A lot of celebrities make a bunch of money. Yeah. they make a fucking killing yeah. at those fucking and at those conventions. I want to get Bruce
0: Campbell's uh, autograph, like on me, and then get it tattooed. Fucking white
1: people. You would too. Oh, no, I wouldn't. All right. So here's the time where we pray to anything and everything that we can <laughs> when we play spooky roulette to get. A good movie. Hopefully, let's see. It hasn't happened yet. We're we're over three. All right, so here we go. Alice, Alice kills. kills. Alice kills from 2011. Okay, so it's a
0: newer, but newer than 1991, I guess.
1: Yeah, well, it's got a 5.5 out of 10 on IMDb. That's better
0: than one out of five. It's
1: on Prime Video because apparently. It's Service only likes Prime Video videos. Alice kills. After accidentally knocking her best friend off of a roof, Alice is hunted by a gill and delves into a brutal nightmare wonderland of sex, drugs, and violence, her mind tearing itself apart along with anyone else who gets in the way.
0: Oh, boy. I don't know if the fact that it's not rated is a good thing or a bad thing.
1: All right. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to our executive producer, Justin. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at PopCultureBicycle and on Twitter at PopCultureBike. You can follow me on Instagram at B Diamond designs and Luke at LukeKeyway underscore DG. That's Keyway spelled K-E-W-A-Y. If you have any suggestions for us to read and or watch, email the podcast at PopCultureBicycle at gmail.com or use the hashtag PopCultureBicycle on Twitter. If you would like to support us, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash popculturebicycle.